The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What's up, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase tonight. Someone call a doctor because the Rams' new uniforms are sick. Plus, free preseason cut predictions. We got them. And later, the Rams versus the City of St. Louis case heats up. Next on Ram Showcase. Welcome to Ram Showcase on Sports 4 Radio. Whoa, what's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to Ram Showcase right here on Sports 4 Radio. I'm your host, Joe Brandon, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Becks. I am laying down the law for you guys tonight. We've got the new uniforms. Nobody believed me when I said I thought we were getting a white. And now look at us, rocking a white. And it is pretty crispy, guys. It is an awesome uniform. We will definitely talk about that. We got some pre-preseason cup predictions. I'm going to do these, and then we're going to predict it again when uh, preseason's kind of when we're like halfway through preseason. Or uh, we might do it after the Bronco game, but it might be before the Bronco game. We'll rock out another cup prediction. And then also after that, uh, we'll definitely do starter predictions as well. So leading into week one, this is going to be hot. It's got a, a lot of stuff to talk about at that time, but we'll talk about them now. And then, uh, yeah, we got some interesting information on this St. Louis versus the NFL and the Rams situation that we got unfolding. So we will absolutely talk about that. Some real juiciness coming out on that. And I'll be honest with you guys, uh, spoiler alert, it doesn't look super awesome for the NFL and the Rams. It looks like the city of St. Louis took a pretty big, uh, pretty big, uh, like moment in that, in that court case situation and are kind of, you know, they, they, things are going to work out, I think, for St. Louis, but that's all good because we got the LA Rams season coming up and it seems to be a good one. And not only will it be a good one, but they're going to look damn good out there playing uh, at SoFi Stadium. Opening night, Sunday night football against the Chicago Bears at SoFi Stadium. The Rams will be rocking these new uniforms. It's actually pretty sweet. Only see them in primetime, all right? So we've got them for week one, Sunday night football against the Bears. And then uh, we have them against uh, the Tennessee Titans. That's also on Sunday night football. And then on the road against the San Francisco 49ers. So I love these uniforms they just released. Uh, just, I mean, it, I actually, I was a little bit shocked guys. We did not get an announcement of an announcement. I was just sitting there just hanging out, getting ready for work. And then all of a sudden it was like, I see a post by the Rams. It's like, Oh, by the way, they're here. It was like, what? And granted the two, two leaks were not 100% leaks, but I'm, I'm going to conspiracy theory here for just a second here. What if that was all on purpose? What if the Rams gave Tutu a fake jersey to put out on Instagram? Because it is a little bit different. It doesn't have the yellow sleeves. And what what if 
they were like, hey, do this and make it look like it's an accident that these are dropping. Let's just get a vibe for how fans feel about a white. What if that's what happened? I have no idea if that's true or not, but I like to spin things and uh, get in my head a little bit. And when when that kind of thought hits my brain, it takes off. And there, I can't stop it. I don't know what I'm supposed to do about it, but we have them now. It's pretty cool. We got a white jersey, blue numbers, yellow sleeve, very reminiscent of the like the Super Bowl winning uniform, and that's actually pretty cool. We get them against the Titans. That'll be awesome. And then, of course, the 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 49ers, that, that game will be awesome as well for that for that uniform specifically. But we got the yellow pants uh, that they promoted with the, the release. Those are not new pants. These are actually the same exact yellow pants that we've had. So no extra pants. I don't understand why we don't just get a white on top of it, too. Maybe that's something that's coming. Maybe that's something that we'll see. Maybe we will see some white pants. Right now, we still got the bow and the blue and the yellow, which we had last year. So no surprises or no additions there. And uh, again, like I said, the, the Rams will rock these against the Bears opening night at home uh, on Sunday Night Football against the Tennessee Titans. That'll be, I mean, the Super Bowl rematch. I don't think anybody in any of those teams plays football still, but that'll be pretty cool to see them see him out there still. That's uh, the the game that the Rams won. You know, that that's the, the, the they're based on that that uniform style. So that'll be pretty sweet. And then. Of course, against the 49ers, like we had mentioned, too. I'm, I'm blanking on it. I'm trying to remember who it was. Somebody in the video was talking about that uh, that they went up in, and in those uniforms is when they went up to San Francisco. And uh, uh, what was the wording he used? I don't, I don't remember who it was and the wording that he used. Something about beating their butts, though, and that was pretty awesome stuff. We got, we beat the butt cheeks off of the 49ers wearing those one time, apparently. And that's, I'm trying, God, who was that? Somebody help me out here. I need, <laughs> I know who it was. I can picture his face and I can't even remember his exact words, but that's a great choice. These are great choices to see these, these new uniforms, the new Jersey style that we do have for the YouTube audience. You're seeing them. I'm, I'm putting them on screen for you guys. Uh, audio listeners. I'm sure you've seen them, but just a picture of them, I guess a little closer <laughs> and, and that's what they look like. A modern version of the, we're calling them the modern throwback, which I think is a great name for them. It ties in perfectly. It fits in with the style that we currently have, but is super reminiscent of those those uh, those older days. Those you know before we changed to the 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 gold and the blue in St. Louis. This this is what we are rocking. So it, I think it looks awesome. Uh, so uh, Kevin Demoff did say that he uh, he wants to release one more alternate uniform. We do have one more alternate uniform that will release next year. I'm guessing it'll be about the same time. This release was what the twelfth. So I'm sure it'll be roughly the same time frame. Uh, he also had mentioned, though, that he does want to release a new alternate every single year. The The NFL has yet to approve that, so we won't currently see a new alternate every single year. But it looks like Kevin Demoff is kind of pushing for that a little bit. But looks like right now we just got one more scheduled. My money's on yellow. All right. That's what I'm putting all my chips on yellow. And I think that that makes perfect sense. I've, I said last week, I think it was that I am fully predicting a white and a yellow and now we got the white and it makes total sense that we uh that we would get a yellow also now because that's really like the only color that we have left <laughs> i highly doubt we get a black i would be shocked if we got a black also i think black looks real tacky if if that's not in your color scheme like falcons ravens stuff like that i think their blacks uh they look fine but uh, for the Rams, I think it would look a little tacky out there, especially in L.A. What, one thing about that also, uh, I was telling one of my, my Ram bros about this, 
is that the Rams have kind of made a push for for lighter colors. You know what I mean? Like even when we had the dark blues in L.A., we didn't even like wearing those at home. It was just a little too warm in that L.A. that that L.A. life. So I think it makes perfect sense that we would go with something a little bit lighter on that one. Even though SoFi, I mean, it's not a dome, but it is like a little like not just getting the crap beat out of you by the sunshine. So that's something, I guess. But uh, no word. Uh, at all yet if the Rams will take advantage of the new helmet rule that comes into place in 2022 allowing teams to change the base color of their helmets and I've seen a lot of confusion about this about uh, the maybe going to like the yellow with the blue horn uh, within the new style uh, pretty much like the opposite of like the helmet that I've got here the Rams current helmets but that's actually not the situation it's for throwbacks at least that's my understanding of it, is that it's for throwbacks specifically. So the Rams could do this and go with the throwback style. And if you guys remember just a couple years ago when the Rams were wearing like super mismatched jerseys and stuff, uh, the, the Rams would wear yellow horns or white horns. And the reason that they were able to do that was because they were only changing the horn. The base color of the helmet was not changed. And if you look back on... The, like the 2018 season, that one sticks out to most people in their brains. But if you look back on that season, we'll just look at the NFC Championship game and the Super Bowl. So you look at the NFC Championship game, and that was the white horns with the white jerseys. Uh, that, was, that, that was pretty much our uniforms. But in the Super Bowl, the Rams, because they were the home team, were allowed to select their uniforms. So uh, our, we had the, uh, the chance to wear the, that throwback, that, that old school blue and yellow. I've got the, the GZ version of it up here, but... If you look at the helmets, you can tell that the helmets just didn't really match the jerseys. The base color of the helmet was a, was a little dark and didn't really match the jersey. But now uh, with with this situation, the Rams can go back and wear different styles, different colored helmets, which they haven't really changed a whole lot as far as the, the, the base color of the helmets go. We're, of course, a lot lighter now. So anything that we went for a throwback would have to be a change of color because the Rams have never used this current one. But I, I know it's also like way off in everything. And it was only a one year thing, 1948, but the Rams had the, the red and yellow uniforms. And I don't know, that would be kind of crazy to see, but it is technically an option that's on the table now uh, that the Rams could wear the red base helmet with a yellow horn on it. I don't necessarily anticipate that happening, but it is technically an option that the Rams do have have that ability so also I, I, I wrote this down because I just thought it was cool and this is something that I remember I don't know it's just one of those random pieces of information that sticks in my head about the LA Rams uh, but when Jeff Fisher was fired which was a great day for all of us and coach Bones took over as the inter interim head coach he actually coached the Rams with uh, three different uh, horn colors I don't know why that sticks in my head, but one of those games, the Rams wore the white horn because it was the color rush game in Seattle, and we couldn't wear the yellows because they were in their their greens, so we couldn't wear the yellows. But the the NFL, we, we, they allowed us. We got the uh, the white horn on the helmet. We had a gray face mask then, so it was a little bit different. And then uh, after that, I believe we were in the throwback, so the yellow helmet. And then I believe it was the last game of the season that we went back, and it was the normal gold horn. So Coach Bones, he's been he was the interim head coach for the LA Rams for just three games. All three games saw a different color horn. Just one of those random bits of information that stuck under the ridge top over here. Under the ridge top is a segment we're bringing back, by the way. I like that segment, and we're going to definitely bring that back, especially come season time. 
Uh, real quick, uh, the LA Rams do announce their their training camp schedule, so we're we're getting that going. And for those of you going out to it, it's going to be awesome. I do believe you need to sign up online, but it's free, so you just need to kind of like book your spot. So the Rams have 10 open practices starting on July 28th. The Rams' first training camp practice is July 25th, but the uh, open practices to the public begin on the 28th. The schedule is on the website. There's giveaways every day. There's there's a schedule of who's signing what. It's going to be awesome. So if you guys are, are out in the area, I would take full advantage of this because, I, I mean, I feel like if you don't, you're letting people like me down. I live out here in Colorado, and if, if you are not taking advantage of that stuff, then you're just a bummer, all right? So do it for me, man. Do it for me. Not like for me. Don't get me signed stuff. Do it for you. Get, get the stuff for you. But go because... Not all of us have the option all the time, all right? I wish I could go to every single practice. I don't know if my boss would allow me to take that much time, though. There's only one way to find out. And there's a lots of days, guys. There's, I want to say it's like most days for the, uh, for the, for the open practices that the legends are signing stuff. Which, I mean, the legends have been pretty involved lately, especially with this new uniform release, which was really cool to see going... You know, we go, we go a little bit further back to, uh, I'm, of course I'm going to blank right now, like Ferragamo and stuff like that, and then even like a little bit more recent, the Pace, Bruce Holt, stuff like that. So they've been super involved, and I'm sure most of those guys will be there on most days. So make sure you guys go out and take advantage. Let's get into our pre-preseason cuts. What we're doing here is I will tell you guys how many at each position I believe that the Rams will be keeping. Uh, we'll go position by position, uh, except for special teams. That's all grouped into one. And we'll I'll tell you how many I think we're keeping, who we I think we are keeping, and then based on that, also who I believe that the Rams will cut. So uh, this is, of course, subject to change. This is pre-preseason. I want to see a lot more. I want the storylines out of training camp. I want to watch the preseason games. I watch those pretty religiously, actually. Like, I'm pretty intense on watching preseason games. I like to know who's doing what and who's doing well and, and where they're playing and I, all that stuff. I usually watch the, the preseason games usually about three times as, as I watch each preseason game just to really get a feel for it. I usually I typically watch the regular season games twice. But the, the preseason games, those are usually like a three for just because I really like them. I really like getting to know the depth chart, getting down into the, like the, the, the bidness of the depth chart. That's my favorite. So uh, let's go ahead and start. At quarterback, I see the Rams keeping two quarterbacks. Of course, the Rams are going to keep Matthew Stafford. It'd be a very big shock if Matthew Stafford was cut. And then backing him up, I've got the Wolf. Ow! John Wolford. That leaves Duck Hodges and Bryce Perkins being cut. I do believe Perkins is a candidate for the practice squad. Seems like the coaching staff is a fan. At running back, I have the Rams keeping four with Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson, Jake Funk, and Xavier Jones. That leaves Otis Anderson Jr. and Raymond Calais as the cuts. I think both of them are potential uh, practice squad candidates. The practice squad, by the way, is keeping its same rules from last year. It's kind of like you kind of almost do like a two-way contract on some of them. I know... I don't know if that makes sense to everybody, if you guys are not like hockey fans or whatever, but uh, you can kind of do like the two-way where it doesn't necessarily have to clear waivers. The numbers stay at 16, so there's a lot of these guys that are candidates for practice squad. At tight end, I've got the Rams keeping three. That might not necessarily be the case, though. It could be one more and uh, like kind of take away from a different spot. But I have the Rams keeping Tyler Higby, Jacob Harris, and Bryson Hopkins, with Kendall Blanton and Johnny Munt being the cuts. 
Munt, of course, is a big candidate to stick around. That would not surprise me to have, see him stick around. But Jacob Harris is, I mean, he's got the potential, and I don't see him being cut. Bryson Hopkins, of course, came in last year. I, I think we got a pretty tight battle here. I, I don't know if any of these guys are necessarily superstars at this time. He, that includes Tyler Higby. He's a very good tight end. Jacob Harris has the potential to be very, very good. Uh, but I, it's a little bit of a log-jammed position group here. And any of these guys outside of maybe Kendall Blanton, I could definitely see staying. I mean, Blanton, I don't have anything negative to say about Blanton. I just think that he would be the last guy as far as those five names go. At wide receiver, I have the Rams keeping seven with Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Deshaun Jackson, Van Jefferson, Tutu Atwell, Simba Webster, and Tristan Jackson with cutting Jeremiah Jeremiah Hadel, J.J. Koski, and Ben Skoranek. I know that I've gotten a lot of slack for uh, <laughs> my comments on Skoranek. It's not that I don't think he's a good player or anything like that. I just think he, in his draft position, joined a very loaded group of guys and I'm just not sure that he will be able to break into that pack okay okay so like Woods Cup Jackson Jefferson Atwell those are the guys and then after that it does get a little bit more condensed I have the Rams keeping Tristan Jackson uh in Simba Webster that of course is subject to change we'll see what Jackson does in the preseason I expect him to get uh Tristan Jackson I expect him to get plenty of playing time on the offensive line, I have the Rams keeping nine, Andrew Whitworth, Joseph Nopum, Austin Corbett, Bobby Evans, David Edwards, Rob Havenstein, Tremaine Ancrum, Coleman Shelton, and Jameel Demby. That leaves the cuts as Brian Allen, A.J. Jackson, Jordan Meredith, Max Percher from Italy, and Chandler Brewer, who has been around a little bit. Uh, these guys, I'm, I'm anticipating a lot of rotation here, especially preseason. We're not going to see Whitworth. We're not going to see Corbett. I, we may see Noteboom. We may see Edwards, Evans. We're not going to see Havenstein. Uh, but we'll see a lot of Ankrum, Shelton, Demby, a, a lot of, you know, Brian Allen, AJ Jackson, Meredith, Percher, Brewer. We're going to see the, these guys quite a bit. So I'm very curious to watch how this offensive line battle goes, because I would say that like outside of the tackles, we know that Witt and Havenstein, those are the tackles. Everything else is a little bit up in the air a little bit. I would say Corbett looks pretty good at center, but those guard spots are kind of a toss up right now. And there's a lot of names being thrown out. You know, Noteboom, Edwards, and Evans, those are names that I keep talking about, but Coleman Shelton is, is possible there. So there's a lot of names. I know that, that most people are, are a lot higher on Edwards than I am on Evans, if that makes any sense. I'm pretty high on Evans. I like Bobby Evans, but David Edwards is also a very strong player. So could he unseat somebody like Noteboom? I, I don't necessarily want to see that happen, but... If it does and it works out, that's awesome. But Noteboom, I feel like, is slated to be a tackle. So getting him playing time, I think, makes sense. On the defensive line, I have the Rams keeping eight with Aaron Donald, Sebastian Joseph Day, Ashawn Robinson, Bobby Brown the third, Greg Gaines, Michael Hoke, and Ernest Brown the fourth. That leaves Eric Banks, Marquise Copeland, John Daka, George Silvanic, and Jonah Williams as the cuts. Of course, the Rams running the like the three four, but it's really like the three four is kind of like a pseudo base for the Rams. It's, you know, uh, they, it, the way, just the way that the, the down linemen are, it's usually just three up front. And then we got the edge rushers as linebackers, not necessarily like the Robert Quinn, Chris Long days, you know, uh, but I do have the Rams keeping eight. They do run a pretty heavy rotation in that slot there. So I don't think that this, uh, I, I honestly don't think that th there's any shocks here. I think that this makes total sense. I, <laughs> of course, all these lists are subject to change, but this one I feel pretty strong about, actually. I feel like this will be about right. Maybe one guy different. Maybe we don't keep eight. Maybe with seven. We use that, that other roster spot somewhere else. 
At inside linebacker, I have the Rams keeping four with Micah Kaiser, Troy Reeder, Kenny Young, and Ernest Jones. That does leave off Traven Howard. However, I think that Howard has the potential to to squeeze in there and stay as one of the five inside linebackers if the Rams do elect to keep that many. Of course, they could take one one of those eight slots away I have for defensive line or one of the seven that I currently have for wide receiver. I think that's definitely a possibility, especially with the linebacker group specifically, because that is kind of a there. It's not top heavy at all. It is deep. We got a lot of guys there that are that are pretty good players but no guys that are like straight up just superstars except for an outside linebacker where I do have the Rams keeping four players with Leonard Floyd, Terrell Lewis, Obanaya Okoronkwo, and Chris Garrett. Max Roberts and Justin Lawler uh, are my cuts for here. I, you know, Justin Lawler's kind of been around a little bit. Hasn't really like worked his way into like an active roster kind of position. Max Roberts is being talked about as far as his workouts go. Let's see that develop onto the field. He'll of course get playing time in preseason. Chris Garrett, of course, uh, he was the, the he was the Rams' last draft pick in this year's class. But I do I, I do like his skill sets and what he brings to this team. He is very Terrell Lewis to me. He's got that like that kind of style to him. Lewis and Okoronkwo, if these guys can stay healthy, they're monsters. So I'm, I'm excited to see what they can do, especially in that preseason slot uh, that we actually get this year. We actually get a preseason. At corner, I have the Rams keeping five with Jalen Ramsey, Darius Williams, Robert Rochelle, David Long Jr., and Dante Dion. That leaves Bronte Harris, uh, Diane Gamaloku-Lake, Kareem Orr, and J.R. Reed as the cuts. Of course, you know, there are some names here. Uh, the Kareem Orr, Dante Dion, that could be a swap. We'll see what happens as far as the preseason goes, but... Again, we're keeping close eyes on this. Uh, we're not going to see Jalen Ramsey. We're not going to see Darius Williams. So we'll get a lot of Rochelle. I'm sure we'll see a lot of David Long Jr. and uh, Dante Dion. You know, Diane Gonwalaku-Lake as well. I think that's that's somebody we'll see a decent amount of in, in preseason. So, hey, let's see what these guys can do. Let's put them out there and, and uh, cover in these wideouts. And, of course, there is three preseason games. We got the, the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Broncos. All three perfect teams to test your depth at the cornerback spot. They, these are all teams that have good wide receivers a little bit lower down on the depth chart. So that'll be a perfect way to to assess that, especially the Broncos. Really excited to see what the, these young corners can do against the the depth of the Broncos and, and their battles that they have going on as well. They've got a decent amount of battles up in Denver. So that'll be a, a really good kind of uh, well, that'll be a good game to look at. And Chargers as well have a have a lot of wide receivers there. At safety, I've got the Rams keeping four. Jordan Fuller, Terrell Burgess, Nick Scott, and Juju Hughes. That leaves Paris Ford, Jake Jervis, Javon Grant, Taylor Rapp, and Troy Warner as the cuts. I know right now you guys are are writing comments like, Taylor Rapp's not going to get cut. Taylor Rapp's not going to get cut. And yeah, he, he very well might. But from year one to year two, there was absolutely zero progress. He blows coverages a lot more often than he sticks on his coverage. And I want to see that change. So Taylor Rapp in preseason, I'm, I'm watching it because one blown coverage could mean a cut. All right. We only get three preseason games now. We didn't get any last year. So what is that going to look like for Taylor Rapp? Is, is he going to be able to turn it around and actually start progressing? I like Taylor Rapp. I've got nothing against the dude. 
But I want to see that progression. I want to see him stop blowing those deep coverages, man. If you're going to be a safety, you're the last line of defense. You do not let your guy just run free down the down the field. All right. And if Jalen Ramsey's looking at you, throwing his arms up, he's not Marcus Peters where he just blames every reception that the other team gets on everybody else on the team. That's what Marcus Peters does. Jalen Ramsey shuts down his people. And you know that if somebody flies by Jalen, that's probably a zone. And if he's flying through Taylor Rapp zone and Rapp is coming up on a short route, that's not looking good, all right? So I want to see that changed. I do. I hate that Aubrey Pleasant is now in Detroit coaching with, you know, Michael Brockers, Jared Goff, and, the, and those guys, but it sucks to see that because Aubrey Pleasant was an incredible coach. Probably, I would say, him and Joe Barry are our biggest losses on defense ahead of John Johnson and, and Troy Hill and Michael Brockers. That's just a personal thing there, but I think that the Fuller, Burgess, Scott, and Hughes, I think that that makes sense. Of course, Hughes is the potential here to get switched out with Taylor Rapp, but I do want to see the preseason before I make that 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 shift there in uh, in, in my, my predictions here. And on special teams, we'll keep this one uh, good for you guys. It's uh, Johnny Hecker, Matt Gay, and Matthew Orzek is who I have. That leaves Brandon Wright and Corey Bajorquez as the punters being cut and Steven Wordle as the long snapper being cut. I've explained that one a few times. I think that Matthew Orzek just has a little bit more playing time. He's got that season of starting under his belt. Wordle does not. Johnny Hecker, I don't think will get beat out by Bajorquez or Brandon Wright. So I think that that's it. I think that that's our team there. That that gives us the uh, the 53-man roster. Uh, please give me your suggestions or, or what I got completely wrong. Tell me I'm wrong about Taylor Rapp. That's fine. Tell me I'm wrong about Tristan Jackson. Tell me I'm wrong about Brian Allen. Tell me I'm wrong about Jonah Williams, Traven Howard, Justin Lawler, Kareem Orr, Jake Jervis, Taylor Rapp. Tell me, guys. Tell me. Tell me yours. Well, do you agree with my list here? Do you disagree with my list here? Please let me know. That's what it is all about here. Let's move on to some other quick news here. This is uh, the less exciting things that happen in the world of the Rams, all right? So right now, the city of St. Louis is suing the, the Rams and the NFL for relocation issues. They The city has presented evidence that they believe that the Rams and the NFL fraudulently moved and relocated the, the the team from St. Louis to Los Angeles. And some evidence is coming out now that the judge is kind of like, yeah, you know. So let's go ahead and talk about it. I took some notes here, so I am going to be reading a little bit uh, because it's all kind of like legal jargon. And I want to make sure that it all makes sense to everybody involved. <laughs> so... The city of St. Louis gets a pretty big win against the Rams in the NFL. Judges decided that it is clear in, that there is clear and convincing proof that supports the findings that the NFL and the Rams operated in a fraudulent manner, and that is directly related to relocating the Rams from St. Louis to Los Angeles. So Goodell and five team owners, and that that is Stan Kroenke, Jerry Jones of the Dallas Cowboys, Robert Kraft of the New England Patriots, and John, John Mara of the New York Giants, and Jerry Richardson of the Carolina Panthers. They are all now required to open their books and provide information on their financial worth. Worth specifically is how this was reported by Mike Florio, who in fairness is very anti-Rams. So everything that he writes about the Rams or, or speaks on about the Rams you do kind of got to take into to consideration that he is a little bit biased against the Rams. So there is like the wording and sometimes will be a little bit more aggressive when he's talking about the Rams in a negative light. 
Uh, so keep that in mind while, while I'm going over this. this. This information is from Florio in his article from uh, Pro Football Talk. Uh, but this alone means that uh, what what this uh, th- this means specifically is because it's the worth, not necessarily what they made in, in a specific situation. It's their worth. And the only reason that that would be relevant is because the payout that the that the NFL and these teams like the, that the Rams and Cronky would need to pay to the city of St. Louis is directly proportionate to how much money they have it. It's it's uh, interesting, like sliding scale that the more you have, the more that you need to pay now because you didn't need to do all that kind of thing. It's it's a it's a weird way that the court system works with that. The less money you have, the less you pay. The more money you have, the more you have to pay. Stan Kroenke, of course, has quite a bit of money. So that would, of course, be to determine what the city of St. Louis would be awarded if this case does, of course, go in their favor. How this impacts Kroenke is a little bit messy he has, he of course has other teams arsenal his son technically owns the the denver nuggets and the colorado avalanche out here in colorado his wife of course with all of her you know walmart money i don't know how any of that specifically ties in to what cronky would be i guess uh, what value would be added to cronky himself is it only what he's made from the rams is it only what he's what he's got under his name so so Avalanche and Nuggets are out of it. Arsenal's out of it. Like, what? what is it? Uh, that, that that would get a little bit messy. I wouldn't anticipate we, we get an answer on that one. It, if at all, <laughs> we wouldn't get that answer soon. Because, of course, this is going to go to, like, a full-blown trial. We're looking at jury and stuff like that. So it's going to be... It's going to be a thing for sure, but I don't know how that that information would impact what Kroenke would be, I guess, valued at. Uh, what is his value in that sense, with his son and his wife owning different uh, sources of uh, of revenue. There's also a phone call that will be provided as evidence from 2013 with Stan Kroenke, Roger Goodell, we got John Mara, and Art Rooney of the Steelers that has Stan mentioning that he is buying two parcels of land in Los Angeles and he's building a stadium there. This was 2013. Uh, he did mention that he would like to keep it under the radar, in which R- Goodell replied that they will respect Stan's confidentiality. It was then reported uh, by uh, Florio that Kevin Demoff reportedly gave Roger Goodell talking points before his pre-Super Bowl press conference in 2014, in which Roger Goodell responded to some questions, mentioning that Stan Kroenke, the Rams owner, participates in different real estate ventures and has got land developments all over the country. And that he wanted to make sure that the league supports the Rams in their local market, which was St. Louis at the time, as their fans have and said there, this is a direct quote from Roger Goodell in that press conference was, there are no plans to my knowledge of a stadium development. That was 2014. The phone call that I referenced was 2013. This could, uh, this could be some pretty harsh evidence leading to, uh, leading to a win for, for uh, the city of St. Louis. And it, it's just a little bit messy right now. And this uh, this evidence is this phone call, I would, which I would, by the way, absolutely love to listen in on this phone call from 2013. I almost wish I could be on the jury here, but clearly me being a massive Rams fan, that would never be allowed. But I would love to hear that phone call and see, uh, see what was being talked about. But 2013, Stan Kroenke is telling Roger Goodell that he's buying land in Los Angeles and plans to build a stadium. And then, of course, 2014, Goodell's out here saying that he has no knowledge of a stadium plan. And this is 2013, guys. Do you guys remember 2013? I took some notes here. This is like peak 
7-9 BS. Peak 7-9 BS, all right? You know who the coach was? Of course, it was Jeff Fisher. You know who our offensive coordinator was? That's right, Shoddy. Remember, hashtag fire Shoddy. Tim Walton was our defensive coordinator at this time. Uh, just to give you guys a little bit of an idea, Sam Bradford, he was a starter for seven games. Of course, got injured. Kellen Clemens started nine games. Zach Stacy was a rookie and led the team in rushing yards. Jared Cook was our top receiver. That's in targets, catches, yards, and touchdowns. Ogletree and Laurinaitis were our starting linebackers. Tremaine Johnson and Janoris Jenkins were locking it down on the outside against the wideouts. Robert Quinn and Chris Long rushing the passer. This was the year. The Stan Kroenke was telling Roger Goodell that he's buying land in Los Angeles and plans to build a stadium. That year, with those guys, Zach Stacy's rookie season, we had Jenks, we had Jackrabbit out there, and true, <laughs> Sam Bradford was our quarterback still. That is absolutely bananas to me, guys. He told the commissioner that he wants to move back to L.A. in this year. That's absolutely wild, guys. And then here we are, as, as Rams podcasts and stuff this was pre-rams showcase i think ram showcase is five years old so yeah this is pre-ram showcase the entire time entire time we had no idea i was i was putting out articles like we don't know what's gonna happen i was actually pretty confident the rams are gonna stay in st louis honestly because i didn't see in the rules where they were gonna be able to break out but it kind of made sense the way that the lease was working out with the edward jones dome i shared a, a facebook post that i had from from this time frame i think it was like from 2015 because, uh, of course, the the 16 season was the, the first year that the Rams were out in Los Angeles officially, uh, Jared Goff's rookie season. But I, I remember like seeing this stuff, and it was like, hey, you know, the Rams can go year to year at the Edward Jones Dome. They the, the city of St. Louis denied the $700 million renovation plan, so they can go year to year. They can break their lease after that. They're free to relocate. But it looks like all of this was done a little bit on purpose. That $700 million proposal very well could have been just an overblown, like, hey, let's just give them a ridiculous offer so that they say no and we can get out of our lease. That's a very real possibility as well. Either way, we got the Rams back in Los Angeles, and I like to think that it's going pretty well. The Rams kind of turned it around pretty quick, bringing in Sean McVay and, you know, appearing in a Super Bowl for Los Angeles, which is pretty awesome stuff. And, you know, I, I'm not a city guy here. I'm a Rams fan. I don't care where they play. They can play on the moon. Go moon Rams. I do not care one bit at all. I just really believe that the move to Los Angeles was a very big move for the Rams. It was difficult to get free agents to move to St. Louis when Jeff Fisher's your coach. Now it's Sean McVay, and we got sweet new uniforms, a beautiful stadium. We're in L.A. I think it's just an easier situation to get people to want to come play for you. It's an exciting situation. We're a little bit more flashy now. You're the kind of person who makes a difference at work. So why not work on something that makes a difference? At Zooks, we're looking for collaborative, inquisitive people who can help us achieve our mission. Safer, cleaner, more enjoyable mobility for everyone. Come build the future at Zooks. Find out more at zoox.com slash careers. We're not the, the, the NFL's little brother anymore. How I used to kind of feel like the Rams <laughs> the Rams were the NFL's little brother in like the 2009 years. Like the Rams would win a game and I'm sitting here in high school and people would be like, hey man, hey Rams won. Way to go, man. That's awesome. Like <laughs> no one was scared of the Rams at all, but it was like when they did well, it's like, hey, good job guys. Way to go. Like you did it. You won a game. And that's not the case anymore. Now the Rams are like a legitimate threat. If you look at 
if you look at if you ask Vegas, second best odds in the NFC uh, to uh, to win the Super Bowl, and that's just behind the Buccaneers, who are bringing back all twenty two starters and just were there last year. So that's a. Uh, that's uh, the city of St. Louis versus the NFL and the Rams. We'll be definitely keeping a close eye on this one. Anytime we get a big update like this, I like to talk about it. Uh, but that's where we're at right now. We're going to hop into our break on the other side. We've got fan quesos. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back in, Rams fans. So we got some uh, a couple of cool things going on right now. First, uh, you guys just saw, saw the commercial for Shaw's Customs. Guess what I just got in? That's right, a whole fat stack of Ram Showcase decals, all right? So uh, we'll be getting these out. I got to figure out exactly how I want to send those out and, and what I want to do for them. I, I don't want to necessarily just charge for them because I think that's a little bit boring. I think that you guys should have these so you guys can put... There's like those, the blue ones. We got gold. You go and go old school, like <laughs> Rams colors. We got also the yellow, of course, as my favorite. And then, of course, white, which I do have here on my laptop. I took one for myself. I'm selfish like that, but it's all good. I also do want to mention, uh, for those of you guys still hanging out, we uh, we do have another giveaway going on, and this is all I need from you guys, all right? Um, I, I got to get more information on this, but we'll, we'll put links and stuff uh, down below because I have a new giveaway. This is not Shaw's Customs. We'll get back to Shaw's Customs giveaways soon. Uh, but make sure you guys check out Shaw's Customs to get those decals. And you can also, we'll try to find a way. Um, if you guys desperately want one, just talk about how awesome Ram Showcase is in the comment section. Maybe I'll just shoot one out to you guys. And other than that, though, guys, what I'm going to need from you guys, let me see what I want to do for this one. Because we do have another giveaway. We're going to do three different giveaways, actually. There's going to be like tier levels to this giveaway. And it's actually the winner of the last giveaway it was like, hey, by the way, I like to do cool stuff, and I've got awesome things that I can give to Rams fans, and Rams Showcase is the best. That's all paraphrased. I'm adding in some stuff there, but uh, also, it, but it's AJ who won the the original uh, Shaw's Customs giveaway last week, and uh, he decided that he wants to do a, a giveaway, but he wants to do the three tiers. So we'll do a first place, second place, and third place. What I'm gonna need from you guys, we'll say, who in 2021? Do you think who do just who do you think will be like the Rams the Rams MVP of 2021? It can and you could say whatever you want. You can say it's just going to be Sebastian Joseph Day. It could be you could just say yo Juju Hughes is going to be the Rams MVP. Just make your selection there, and I will drop your name into uh, into the hat, and then we will will make that selection next week. But make sure you guys check out Shaw's Customs. I need to pull up our fan quesos. And we'll get those answered for you guys. So we do have some here from from Paul, a couple from Cody, cracking the Cody. Let's hop in. So Paul's question: Matthew Stafford was rated number six, the the number six best quarterback heading into 2021. Is that ranking right? Too high or too low? I love this this question. First of all, because this list just came out, and yeah, he this. Apparently there was 50 people asked, and that's, you know, scouts or coaches, players, whatever, just like a mix of NFL people, NFLers, and it was determined that Matthew Stafford is the number six best quarterback heading into the 2021 season, was number 10 last year. Is that too, is that right? Too high or too low? Very Goldilocks situation that we got going on here. I'm going to go ahead and say, though, that I think that's too high. 
I really like Matthew Stafford, and I love this move. The Rams upgraded immensely going from Jared Goff to Matthew Stafford. But number six, I feel like that's a little high. Am I the only one here? Like, Lamar Jackson's below him. Like, it's just, it doesn't 100% feel right to me. It does feel like just a touch high. I would say 10, 9, 10, that feels like Matthew Stafford to me. Six, at 33 years old, I'm going to say that that's just a touch high. Next one here from Paul. Sean McVay recently said on the Flying Coach podcast, great podcast, by the way, guys, great podcast, uh, that that once he was out uh, with his friends on the town when some Rams fan heckler said, offensive genius, my but you scored three points in the Super Bowl. You suck. And McVay res- responded to say, say that to my face after... Ha- after having a few drinks, he said, luckily the guy didn't take him up on his offer. What's the craziest thing you've ever said did when you had a little bit of liquid courage in your system? Should have read this question beforehand, Paul. Um, honestly, I like I can honestly tell you right now that <laughs> I know if I've got one friend that's watching this, he was there. He knows uh, there's there's one situation. I was at the bar. It was after after a Rams game. There was a Giants fan at the bar that I go to who was just not cool, not a cool guy. And um I I was I was mean. I was mean to him. Like that was like one of the times where I was like like later on I was like that was rough. <laughs> like like he probably he probably thinks about it more than I do. Like that's I don't want to like say like oh I'm I'm a tough guy cuz I said something that hurt somebody's feelings right cuz I think that sucks. Like I'm I'm mad about it. Like that was a little bit more of an immature situation for myself. But like I'm willing to bet that he still like runs into situations where that quote comes into his head. I'm not going to tell you guys what it is. It's not Graham showcase material. Um but I was I, I'm not okay with it. And if I saw him now I'd probably apologize honestly. Um, but that's kind of funny. Yeah, I do. I did hear that story. It was like offensive genius. Yeah, you scored three points in the Super Bowl. I do remember that story. And uh, yeah, it's um, I don't know, man. I don't know if I necessarily go crazy. I I I kind of get loud. I I don't know, man. That's the one that pops into my head though is that story. But I'm not even gonna tell you guys what I said. I'm not. You can't even text me and ask me. I'm not gonna tell you guys. It's that is past Joe. That is no longer current Joe. Now I'm like a real adult. I'm 30, so I can't be saying these kind of things. Man, I gotta rein it in a little bit, just a little bit. Next one here from Paul. This may have already been hashed out, but in case it hasn't, any thoughts on the Kurt Warner film that's coming out? How good is it going to be? Initial thoughts. Yeah, I actually had this written in my script uh, for last week, Paul, but it, it was actually cut due to time. It was a pretty long show last week, and I, I, I'm gonna watch it. Of course, I'm gonna watch it. This is gonna be awesome. It's actually it comes out the Friday after I get back from LA after watching the the Rams beat up on the Jacksonville Jaguars. So that'll be cool. Uh, we, we're already kind of getting the squad out here for it. From what I've seen so far, looks mad corny. the The actual football scenes look super low budget, but I can't wait, man. It's gonna be cool. And it like my initial thoughts are that it doesn't like because. We call him Cardinal Kurt around these parts because <laughs> he loves the Cardinals. Uh, he kind of likes the Rams. So, but this movie specifically, I, it kind of does feel like it's the lead up, and that like po- probably, if I had to guess, I would say that I would. I think that the Super Bowl win is like the the cap of the movie. Like that's like the the big payoff is the Super Bowl win for the Rams. I don't know if it'll go into Cardinal stuff. 
I don't really anticipate it. We haven't seen anything for like Cardinal jerseys or anything like that. At least I have not. So yeah, my um, it, how good is it going to be? I don't know, man. That's a that's a tough one. I the last I'll be honest with you guys. The last time I was in a movie theater, I saw Draft Day. Classic, by the way. Probably my all time favorite movie. I love it. Desperately want a sequel called Game Day. I have questions still. Was Bo Callahan really a bust? You know, did 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 Vontae Mack transform the Browns' defense as even as a rookie? I need to know these things, man. Was Ray Jennings Cleveland royalty? Did he follow in his dad's footsteps? These things, these are questions I need answered. <laughs> we need a sequel called Game Day. That's all. I, that's all I need. Especially, I need to know if Bo Callahan was a bust because he went to the Rams division with the Seahawks. So I need to know, man. I need to know that. It does make me a little bit happy that the Seattle Seahawks had the number one pick. <laughs> that just means they sucked before that. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's my thoughts, man, I guess. Um, that's, yeah. Is there even a difference in the new throwback uniforms? Yes, Paul, there's a difference. There's a little bit of shine in the horn on the sleeve. And, of course, the helmets are the new helmets. And and that's the difference. <laughs> of course, it's just a little bit modern. Uh, it's, it's it's really just the, the, the blue uniforms the Rams have. It's that exact style. It does even have, to, like, even the patch on the side is Rams. It's not Los Angeles Rams, which is on the bone. So there's a couple, I guess. Cody wants to know, why do you hate Taylor Rapp? It is definitely not a hate situation with Taylor Rapp. It's a, you're in the NFL. I expect you to keep getting better now. Uh, you know, it's, that's, all, that's all it is, man. Just keep progressing. And I didn't see it from year one to year two. Those blown coverages kind of hurt my feelings a little bit. So, yeah, maybe I'm a little bit harsh on Taylor Rapp, but I hate to see blown coverages, man. That's like the, my least favorite thing is seeing a blown coverage when... You see the quarterback launch it deep, and you're like, oh, we're going to get a jump ball, and it's just one guy standing there by himself. You're like, oh, who did it? And then turns out for us, more recently than not, it's been Taylor Rapp, unfortunately. It was Marcus Peters. He was the one blowing all the coverages, and then Rapp came in. Of course, Taylor Rapp is currently tied for the most interceptions on the current roster as a Ram with Jordan Fuller. They're both at three. Can you guys believe that that, uh, Jalen Ramsey's only got two? As a Rams corner. Kind of interesting. Cody, uh, should Steven Jackson be a Hall of Famer? You know what? I really think so. I think that he did some incredible things. He passed the 10,000. I remember posting the crap out of that on social media when he passed the 10,000 rushing yards. And that was all with the Rams. So he did that with us. He is, of course, the Rams all-time leading rusher for the Rams specifically. And... You know, he carried that team, man. Him and Laurinaitis, they were like the they were the two guys on the team that you could guarantee they were going to be out there busting their butt cheeks every single week, week in, week out. Didn't matter what the score was, didn't matter what our record was, didn't matter what was going on. They were going to be out there absolutely just going nuts. And I loved that. Steven Jackson specifically, like that, I, I know most of you guys will remember when I talk about that run that he had against the 49ers and Patrick Willis, man, helmet pops off and he's got his crazy face on and he's still getting yards and stuff. Like that jacked me up, man. I think I was ready to go out there after that. <laughs> that was so much fun, man. And Steven Jackson, the way that he was able to run, like that, that game against the Lions, what was that, uh, 2009, that he just, I mean, he was just not going to lose that game. Steven Jackson by himself was not going to lose that game against the Lions, who ended up getting Matthew Stafford. With uh, we, we beat them, so they had less wins than us, and then they went on to draft Matthew Stafford. In, in two, so that was 2008 season that that, that happened. It was 
2009 that they drafted Stafford, and then we got uh, probably nobody relevant. I'm trying to think who was the. I think we took. I think we took a tackle. Was that the Smith year? I think that was the Smith year. But yeah, Steven Jackson, man, I I think he should. I I think that he unfortunately is getting a little bit buried because he was on so many bad Rams teams. Uh, and is just for so long he was just like the like one of the very small or the very few bright spots on a Rams roster that just couldn't seem to pull it together with a carousel of crap coaches Scott Linehan, Steve Spagnuolo, stuff like that. Just no people who had no business being head coaches. Next one from Cody. Any surprise cup predictions? Yeah, uh, I mean we kind of went through a couple. I I think that Taylor Rapp is a candidate. I think that. I think that Brian Allen is a candidate. Johnny Munt, I think, would be a surprise to some people. Yeah, I, I, there's a couple of names, man, that that I think. But this this one will be a this will be a better question after like at least when we get one or two preseason games in. Then I'll have a better understanding of these guys, you know, because there's guys that we just haven't seen yet. Like any of the rookies last year that didn't really get a lot of playing time. We didn't have a preseason last year, so we didn't see them out there. And so I'm excited to see some of those guys as well. You know, some of the I'm trying to think now who uh, who would even be in that conversation. I'm, I'm kind of just blanking right now. So that's my fault, guys. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm pumped for uh, for having a preseason this year because we actually get to see these guys out there and and guys like Brian Allen the reason I think he gets cut is because he just doesn't have the versatility. Most of the guys on the Rams roster along the offensive line, they can either play guard and tackle or guard and center. And that just seems to be the way it is. But Brian Allen, he's a center. Like, that is his one spot. So I just think that that, that really hurts him specifically. Taylor Rapp, like I said, just the progression just hasn't been there. So I currently have him on my cut list, but we'll see. Jonah Williams has... I mean, no, that's not a surprise cut. That would be, I mean, I don't want to say a surprise if he makes the roster, but he's got that that potential. Let's see. And we need Hex slinging the rock on fourth downs, who's our new special teams coach. Yeah, this has already been talked about uh, as far as the special teams coach. Joe D is what they call him. And he is basically saying, like, he's already been adamant that, like, hey, we'll, we'll, get, we'll bring back the fakes, man. We're, we're going to bring that back. And, and Hecker is the perfect guy for that. I think he's got a, he's got a solid arm. As a punter, he's got a solid arm. Of course, we know the story. Played quarterback in high school, but that was, I mean, a while ago. <laughs> and so it's not like he's just ready to, like, start on an NFL team or be a backup or anything. Like, I'm cool with him being the emergency guy if we absolutely needed to. But, uh, yeah, we'll see some fakes this year. We didn't see a single fake last year. And I almost think, like, we faked ourselves out a little bit. Like, it was like, like we were too, like, they, oh, they're going to expect it. Let's just punt it away. And, like, there were so many situations where it was like, this would be the perfect fake right now. And it just didn't happen. I think David Edwards is superior guard to Bobby Evans and Joseph Nopum. I think Nopum isn't very good, to be honest. Thoughts? No, I don't. I disagree with that. I think Nopum is a fine. Uh, he's doing fine at guard for sure. He's had uh, the 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 small minor injuries, but that's going to happen in a violent sport like football. As far as Edwards being better than Evans, I mean. That's that's definitely possible. We haven't necessarily seen too much of either of these guys. I would say that Edwards is is a starting caliber, but I like Evans, man. Maybe I'm, that's my my share of Joe Bags bias popping in here, but I like Bobby Evans and David Edwards is a very very strong player as well. Noteboom and Edwards could very well be the guards. I currently have in my little predictions, I've got Noteboom and Evans as the starting guards there, but Edwards absolutely can 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 get it there, and that would not shock me at all. 
Uh, but to say Note Boom isn't very good, I don't know exactly what you're looking at there. Maybe maybe I'm overlooking some things, possibly. But no, I like Note Boom. I like our offensive line, man. I, our Rams offensive line gets trashed by people for no reason. I don't think like I, when you have a, when you had a guy who at quarterback who would fumble the ball if somebody gets within three yards of him. I mean, you're of course everybody's gonna be like the offensive line. He's like, but he's like running into people and also like holding the ball like a, like out here <laughs> like. Not everything is, uh, you know, the those guys' fault. So, I mean, and, and the going from Jared Goff to Matthew Stafford, Stafford just seems to have a little bit more of a presence around him. Also, he's been behind crap O-lines his entire career. So I'm sure he's pretty good at avoiding stuff. I'm sure he'll feel like he's got hours back there to find a receiver. How... Uh... How, are, how has Snead been so good at drafting serviceable, serviceable late-round pieces? This is actually just because the Rams draft in a different way than most people do. Uh, the Rams have their own system that they scout on and grade people on, and that's why we'll see guys that, like, in... That's funny to me, because, like, there's, like, Rams publications out there that, like, we'll draft somebody, they're like, oh, crap pick, this is trash. Just, like, just because you didn't know this guy does not mean it's a bad pick. Like just because you researched other people and did videos on other guys does not mean this is a bad pick guy. Like, you know what I mean? But yeah, the Rams just have a different system to, to their drafting and they, they follow their own board. They kind of, they, they, they kind of go to the beat of their own drum a little bit there as far as the draft goes. And that's also why the Rams just don't value first rounders that much is because we are finding value in the late rounds. We don't need the number one. And the value of first round picks is super inflated, usually uh, more inflated as you get closer to the draft. So like a first round pick today, it's like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Like first round pick. Hey, cool. But like first round pick in March, you're like, hell yeah, we got a first. Oh, man. Like, who can we get? We got this, like this guy's coming out. Like, it's just very exciting for people. And yeah, the first round pick, especially like the Rams are a good team right now. And I can't stress that enough that like these first round picks that the Rams are giving up are not number four overall. These are in the 20s and stuff. Where, like, after the top, I I personally give it, like, the top 12, but a- after you get out of that top 12, I mean, those are kind of, like, mid-late second, mid-sec, like, those are all, like, those guys can be graded pretty similar. You got a, a, a pretty hefty top 12, typically, in every draft class, that's typically, like, the like a top 12, 14 guys are, like, being talked about a lot. Everybody else after that is kind of a little bit more of a mess. You go, you don't... It's the, the, the strategy changes if you're picking at number three than if you're picking at 23. You know, it's just a completely different ball game. Uh, but that's a, that's a, a whole the way that the Rams have been doing the draft doesn't hurt my feelings one bit. We've been getting some really strong players and grooming our own guys. And I, I like to see that. Of course, we've done the free agent thing. It worked out. Got us to a Super Bowl. We took a little bit of a, a back, like a step back after that. But yeah. Why is there no Joe Bags Rams Hall of Fame slash Ring of Honor? You know what, dude? I really like this idea. I'm going to look more into this. So I'm I'm definitely going to think about what I could do and, and how I could possibly pull something like this off. And yeah, we'll, uh, we'll look into that for sure. How many sacks will Donald get? We need a new single season record. He has the single season record for the Rams already. I mean, of course, he doesn't have the 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 NFL record yet, but uh, maybe yeah, we'll see. How many will he get this year? Uh, you know what? I think that Aaron Donald is so mad that he was hurt against the Green Bay Packers that uh, in the in the playoffs 
that I think he goes on an absolute tear this year. Like, I, I think that this could be like a 20-sack season for Donald. Like, I think he'll push that. I think we could see him in the 18 to 20 range. I just think that he specifically is just going to kind of go off. I think that he's mad that he was not able to do as much as he wanted to be able to do against the Green Bay Packers in the playoffs after getting hurt against the Seahawks. So, you know, it's that's a tough spot to be in, but I think that he'll do very, very well this season. What Rams player is going to bring the wood this season? We need more forced fumbles. That's my dog, Jordan Fuller, man. All right. Fuller's going to be the guy this year. I'm pumped for Fuller. Fuller's getting hyped like crazy right now. Not only is he involved in all the social media stuff, which tells you a little bit about like, like somebody who's going to be involved, you know, like you don't do all these promos for a guy who's going to be like a backup, you know? So Jordan Fuller, I'm, I'm expecting a pretty awesome year from Fuller. Like that's like my breakout candidate kind of guy. You know what I mean? Like I think Jordan Fuller is going to be the guy I've claimed him as my favorite Rams player right now. So Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's why I'm, I'm thinking that. But <laughs> I think that, uh, that Fuller's got real big potential to kind of fill in for that John Johnson role that we lost. Of course, that's a vi- those are very big f- shoes to fill. But if we have a guy on this roster that can do it, I think Jordan Fuller is that guy. Last one here comes from Cole. What Ram is most likely to break a Rams NFL record this year? Akers, uh, <laughs> Dickerson's record? That's a tough stretch, but we do get one more game. Ramsey versus Night Train Lane. Ooh, what is that number? I'm trying to remember the exact number. It's 14, right? 14 interceptions for Night Train uh, for the season. And then Flipper Anderson. Anything I forgot? Yeah, there's... um, uh, We can go with the sack record. Of course, Donald, he's he's got the, the Rams all-time sack record. Uh, with, what was it, 20 and a half, I believe. But, you know, man, it's it's kind of interesting because as far as season records go, I feel like all the season records just kind of locked in. Like we kind of just we kind of just put the we're entering a new era now. We're entering the seventeen game era. So any record that does get beat, it's kind of like it's always going to be like if Acres say Acres were to beat the Dickerson record, it would always be that conversation of uh, yeah, but Dickerson did it in less games. You know what I mean? Like that would be the conversation. So I don't know if uh. <laughs> That's a tough one, man. Ramsey against the night train, though. I don't think Ramsey gets to 14, dude. That's tough. Ramsey's got... He had one last year, and he broke on it. It was thrown to a different guy who was being covered by somebody else. He broke on the ball uh, because nobody throws to Jalen Ramsey because Jalen Ramsey's always covering the crap out of his guy. So I don't think Ramsey's in uh, in conversations for being uh, taking any kind of interception records. I think that he is just shutting down his dude and he just takes off half the field. So uh, the Flipper Anderson record, are, are you talking about game record for that one? Was, was it 336 in the game? Oh, man, I don't know. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to go Aaron Donald, actually. I think Aaron Donald is is the is the one that could get the, go with the record this year. And maybe it's, uh, maybe it's the NFL record. Was it 22 and a half, I believe, for Strahan? And then he's got the, the, the Rams single season record already, so. That's what, that's what I'll go with. I'll go with Donald on that one. That, I think that one seems to make sense. So thank you guys so much for dropping your quesos. Make sure you guys also drop who you believe will be the Rams 2021 MVP to get entered into this contest. If we do get a light number, because I did, my fault, forgot to mention it at the beginning of the show, then uh, we'll, we will include it into some next week's stuff or we'll try to find a different way to, to get people on board with that. Maybe we'll do like a separate video over the weekend, something like that. We'll make sure you guys get involved in that one. Make sure you guys check out Shaw's Customs. You guys can actually order these 
directly from Chaz Customs, or you can just tell me about how awesome I am, and I might just send you one for free, dude. So that's, I mean, that's an option for sure. And also, we do have towels for sale still, if you guys are interested in the, the rally towels. The Ram Showcase rally towels that I've got one back here. I think you guys can see that. My screen's like that big and it's really far away from me so i apologize i can't completely see everything but you got ram showcase towels those are for uh not for free those are for sale if you guys want to hit me up and uh, purchase one of those i think i just got like five bucks i have nothing crazy on them uh and then i'll throw in uh one of these two maybe we got some stuff for you guys we got some stuff for you guys so hit me up man let's do this um, we also got uh, the Ram Showcase shirts are about to come back. We'll get more information on that one soon. I did get my own version. It's got non-sheriff Joe bags on the back. It's like a jersey, you know. Love it. It's awesome. Thank you, guys. Uh, thank you, Josh, so much for that one. Absolutely love it. Uh, the decals we talked about. I think that's about it, guys. I think that I covered all my bases here. But make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. Pretty simple stuff there. Make sure you guys comment who you believe will be the Rams 2021 MVP to get entered for a chance to win one of three prize packs from AJ. I'll get the name of everything and, and we'll, we'll, we'll iron out the deets and uh, we'll get you guys some stuff, some Rams stuff because season's coming up real quick on us so you guys absolutely need to have these these things, alright? Need more things with Ram stuff on it. Ram showcase stuff as well, so that's going to be some good stuff there. Thank you guys for hanging out with me though. Uh, that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Beggs. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports Wall Radio. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening and you guys have a great night.